We are Soul Sisters. Walk alongside us as we take you through this journey of sisterhood. Join me, Jenna Urban. And me, Tara Machaco, as we walk in each other's shoes and explore our very different lives. Grab your soul sister to listen and laugh as we share stories of family, work, and small personal disasters. We're We're not perfect, but but nobody nobody is. We are back with another exciting episode of Soul Sisters Podcast, and we have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, We have Gab Giordano. Hi, Gab. What's up? Hi, Gab. What's up? Thanks for coming into the studio. (laughs) Thank you for having me. If we could just set the scene of our studio, we talked a little bit about it. Um, We're currently on bar stools and a desk chair at a computer in Jenna's bedroom. Right, but this is an amateur podcast um, that makes no money, and we're just here to have some fun and share our knowledge. So we're going to have some fun today um, learning a little bit more about Gab. Gab wears many, many hats and does many, many things. She's just coming off of her third amateur MMA fight that Jenna and I both got to go to. It was mom's night out for Jenna. Yes. Very (laughs) exciting. First ever fight for Jenna. Yes. And I'm excited to go back and bring my whole family with me next day. (laughs) Yeah. So Gab, let's talk a little bit about, um, you obviously, you're a a two-sport athlete at Holy Cross. You played softball and basketball. Then you went to Marywood and you played basketball for a few years at Marywood and then transferred to Wilkes and played softball and basketball again. How did you get into MMA training and, and fighting? I mean, I just watched it online or, you know, watched the pay-per-view. I watched UFC, watched Ronda Rousey kind of tear up the <laughs> UFC for a period of time there. And I was just interested in the sport. So I tried it heading into my freshman year of college. Loved it. And it just wasn't something I was able to do between balancing basketball and training. So kind of got out of it. And then I ended up having a class with Tyler Mooney, who was getting ready for his amateur fight at that point at Marywood. And he kind of convinced me to come back to the gym and spend their sense. That's cool, though. But you talk, you talk about Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey was actually the first female champion in the UFC, right? Um, yeah. But I, but let's pause for a minute, because I'm glad Tara is clarifying that, because I looked at her before, like, I did not know who this person was. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Ronda Rousey, this was probably, what, four or five years ago her book was released? Yeah, a little longer. Her book came out, and Lindsay and Gab, I think, both were the first two to read the book, and they were like, you have to read this book. Honestly, it, like, changes everybody's lives when you read this book because this woman went from absolutely nothing. She lived in California. She was living out of her car. Her mom was a gold medalist in judo. She was a silver medalist in judo. Bronze, Bronze. I believe. Um, But, like, living out of her car paycheck to paycheck because Olympians in general don't get paid. Female Olympians get paid less. Right. Um, so she kept antagonizing Dana White, who was the owner at the time of the UFC. Okay. <laughs> she kept going after him saying that she wanted women in the UFC. So she was really the pioneer for women to get into mixed martial arts. So yeah. I think she didn't have coaches in the beginning either. No, right? I think they, no one would coach her. She used to go to the gym and just hit the bag and like until they would pay attention to her. And then finally, like they just got so fed up with her showing up at the gym. They were like, okay, we'll coach you. We'll teach you. Wow. Striking. Yeah, we talked about that. Just showing up. Showing up. But she. But as as a female, and you're talking probably seven, eight years ago as a female, trying to get yourself out there and get involved in that, and having somebody tell you no, 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 over and over and over, but you keep pursuing that dream and chasing the dream. We talk a lot about chasing the dream. Right. Um, she stayed. She stayed after it. She did what she had to do. She got his attention, and from the first time she stepped into the octagon, it was like everybody was hooked. But we talk a lot about people, young girls having strong female role models to look up to. And that was awesome that Gab was able to kind of follow in in her footsteps and and keep pushing. Are you the the first female fighter at Scranton MMA? Uh, For MMA, 
I am. Okay. Yeah, they had some kickboxers before, but I was the first MMA. Is it mixed? Like, genders yeah. in the class? Yeah, so we always have men and females. We do do some things that we'll just do, like, whether it's, like, women's self-defense or, like, stuff like that. We'll have, like, specific events, but... We do mix everything just because we all train together. We'll talk a little bit about how you think like that helps young young women, young girls kind of in terms of like confidence maybe and, and different things. Yeah, I mean, I think overall we don't like, obviously we have way more males in the gym than we do females, but just like the women that will come up to us after class and like, hey, this changed everything for me. Like there was one, she worked in New York City and like she just wanted to come and learn self-defense you know what I mean? And, like, working with the guys, we don't we don't have a lot of, like, you know, jerks that you have to worry about. Like, everyone works really well together. So she kind of came in and she was like, this was huge for me, like, just being confident enough to, like, take the subway home. Right. Whatever it may be. Like, we have younger girls that come in and it was, like, changing everything. They were either getting bullied or whatever it may be in school. And it's just having that confidence, like, if I was ever put in a situation that I need to defend myself or I need to protect my friends or my family, like, they know what to do. And even in our kids' classes, my nephew takes... The kids classes they go through like a step-by-step process if they're having issues with whoever it may be so this is guys and girls of like right. how they would handle a bully or right. a tough situation whether like who they would tell and how they go through it and i think everybody looks at martial arts as this like mm. almost barbaric sport and it's really not right. like it really is an art and it, there's a lot of like control and discipline with it and like you know everyone sees everyone gets in the ufc and they're like elbowing each other in the face and like they're talking mm. shit and all of these things but there's so much more behind it and that's just what you see on tv right you know it's really not like that in terms of, of sport and training it almost sounds like it should be part of, like, the curriculum in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, ta- we we talked about Rousey a little bit, and we're going to keep going back and forth to her because I think, again, we're talking about strong women that are empowering young females. Talk a little bit about, like, how you – your last couple fights, we said you're, you're in three fights now. Talk about kind of how your progression went because Rousey was very, very outspoken. She was one of those females that kind of came onto the scene – and was very good at trash talking, was very good at selling herself and selling her brand and selling the UFC's brand. But when it came down to it, when she suffered any sort of challenge, defeat, anything like that, she kind of shut down a little bit. That's where all of us as, <laughs> as like Rousey fans kind of started to get like, you got to be able to take the good with the bad and you have to be able to, to, to kind of balance that out. How, Jenna, you always say it. Don't let your highs get too high, your lows get too low. Right. So, like, talk a little bit about how you've, like, your three fights have gone and kind of where you, where you were and where you're at and where you're headed. Yeah, so, one, my first two fights, pretty easily. First one, you know, unanimous decision. Second one ended early with a knockout. Um, well, let's talk about the knockout, though. Let's talk about the knockout. because <laughs> I, I heard think about the knockout. We, everybody yeah. has heard about this knockout. It wasn't just a knockout. Yeah, she, um, I broke her face pretty early in the first round, but... You know, it's, again, part of the sport. But, but um, don't be afraid, parents. Yes, <laughs> it's, 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 your kids to them yes we don't do that in the gym. <laughs> that only happens certain times, but... But for your second fight, it was a clear, clear-cut define that yeah. you, you won. Yeah. yeah, so that was about a year ago. Had four fights fall through within the last year, and then finally was able to fight what, three days ago. Okay, but talk about, I mean, that's got to be, I don't think everybody realizes the time and commitment that go into preparing for a fight. Because I don't think enough people know about the the weight cutting, the training, everything that goes into it. So talk a little bit about, like, the frustration probably of having fights get canceled as you're doing all this stuff. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, just like with anything, like, you put so much time into it, and especially for this, you're putting, like, two, three, sometimes four sessions a day in. You know, and, like, you're sacrificing a lot on the outside, which you would do with any sport, but this is just so much more regimented, and it requires so much more time, I think, 
I mean, and again, I only played basketball and softball, so that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can compare to. But right, but it's almost like you're preparing for the championship game, and then COVID hits and they cancel the championship yeah. game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you get right there. Yeah, so like, that's happened four times when you're preparing for a fight. It's yeah, a good analogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that was good. <laughs> you know, and then like obviously like we train all year round, but during camp we call it camp, but training goes up. You know. Or your intensity goes up, the hours goes up. It was like, I just felt like I was constantly in camp for last year. It was like, oh, we're fighting in March. Oh, we're fighting in May. We're fighting April, whatever it may be. So then finally, this came, ended up happening. And then two weeks before my original opponent, I don't even know what happened. Ended up backing out. Her and two of her teammates, their coaches pulled them off the card. Um, and I ended up getting a new opponent from Canada, which I was happy it, it ended up working out. But it was like, I right. just spent, you know, you spent 12 weeks preparing for one opponent and it kind of just drops out like that which is super common in the sport but again just but more again, frustration but so, again yeah. it, it's uh, it's like you're training you're training to play a certain team and yeah. and you're preparing to play this type of defense or offense whatever it is and all of a sudden the opponent changes and you have two weeks to say oh i have to change my whole game plan yeah and go against somebody different and then the, probably one of the hardest parts through all this that you're not talking about is the weight cutting part. And because yeah, right. for those of you that it's, it's similar to wrestling, that you have to make certain weights to be able to The weight compete. cutting to me is like fascinating. It is. You could do, we could do a whole segment on, right. on the weight to, cutting. With Lindsay. Yeah. But I mean, like I've, I've been around you and, you know, I, I, we've been around your workouts. We've been around you kind of not eating and not drinking and, and driving <laughs> all of us, everybody else to concerts and things like that, because you're, you're so focused on what you're doing. But right. I don't dedicate it. Dedicate and committed to what you're doing. Um, which is awesome, but I think that last week has got to be one of the hardest weeks that you go through as a fighter. Yeah, it's tough. It's like mentally, it's tough because you're kind of pulling away the workouts, but it's also like you're drinking. You know, you're forcing water down in the beginning of the week, and you're like, I, I never want water again. And then by the end of the week, when you pull it away, it's like you would do anything for an ice cube at that point. But <laughs> what is it that you're like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> but when you pull away, like how long could, did you not? Were you not able to drink for? Um, so Thursday was kind of just like as needed, like just like sips of water. Um, I did eat Thursday, which this is, like, the first time in terms of, like, cutting weight that I was able to eat on Thursday. Like, the last two fights, I didn't eat Thursday or Friday until I weighed in. So, shout out to Lindsay for that one. Had a smooth weight cut. <laughs> and so everybody knows one. this would be Thursday, Friday would be away, and a fight would be Saturday. So, yeah, you're getting right. the time timetable. But. Yeah, so I was able to do that, and then Friday was nothing. And, like, I would just, like, put an ice cube in my mouth, and I would honestly just spit it out. Not because I thought I was that close in weight, but just, like... The thought of possibly being overweight was like, it's not even worth it. So, yeah, I had fun on Friday night, though, that's for sure. Well, I'm sure. You had a great meal on yes. Friday night. So. so, like, physically, you have to go through that. But, like, mentally, how did you go through it? Like, do you, do you meditate? Like, what is, do you go through a routine? Like, what is it that... Um, like, during the weight cut or, like... During, my yeah, during, I guess during the whole process, like... Because we, you know, we always talk about mentally preparing mm-hmm. as, as well as physically preparing... Um, and you know, that's something I'm always trying to tell my kids, like how, I mean, I meditate, how important that is for me and my routine, you know, like, and I think young athletes should be Mm -hmm. meditating and kind of being still, or, you know, like it's a do not go on electronic. Like, what is it that you do to mentally prepare? Um, for me, it was being distracted and I think it's different for everyone, how Mm -hmm. they like handle it. I think the mental side of it is so much harder than the physical side. You know what I mean? You could drag yourself to the gym and like get yourself through a workout, but like, one of my coaches says all the time, like, camps will, will take you places, you know what I mean? And you kind of have to, to pull yourself out in that aspect. And it really does, like, some days, like, I'll leave the gym, and I'm like, I'm never coming back. Like, I'm not <laughs> doing this. Like, 
I'm done. And like, you come back the next day, you know what I mean? Everything's right. fine. But, um, I think a lot I just of people like can relate to that though. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like going through a hard workout and like, oh my God, I'm never going back to the gym or I'm never going back to yeah. that class or going out of run again. And then mm-hmm. it's like, then the next day they're right yeah. back yeah. at it. But it's just kind of showing You up. know, I think it's just, I think it's knowing why you do it. And I think that's important. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's knowing always something why. behind your why. So. Yeah, we always say that. Yeah. What's your why? I'm actually reading that book now. Which one? It's called uh, What's Your Why? Si- it's called, yeah, What's Your Why by Simon Sinek. Oh, oh no, but I did see his, um, like, I think he had a TED Talk or yeah. something. Yes. I, oh, yeah, I yeah, he, sure he did it. it. Yeah. yeah. Good book, though. I'm halfway yeah. through oh, it okay. so far. I'll give it to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Good book. Oh, nice. No, we always say that to our players. We always say to Lucas and, you know, what's your why? Why are you? Right. And I think that probably keeps you going through. But you're doing the, all of this on top of <laughs> running a business, you know, training coaching, people, training right. people. Like, this isn't just something like, do you have the people that are at that professional level, this is their job. Yeah. So you're, you're, this is your job on top of all your other jobs. This is almost so. like your side hustle of your side hustle. <laughs> kind of. I don't make any money, though, so I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm not hustling. What do you do? But yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on, but I think that it goes back to, like, the being distracted. Like, when I don't have anything to do, it kind of stresses me out more than if I have to be, like, back to back to back. And it just kind of keeps me, like, very on track. You know, it's like, my weeks are planned out <laughs> on Sundays, and it kind of just flows from there. But, I, I don't know, it helps me being busy. Like, I enjoy it. Right, you know? so let's talk about the business. So, yes. let's talk about your business. Yes, so <laughs> right? I own a meal prep delivery company. We're in Scranton, PA. We serve all of Northeastern PA called Overtime Performance Nutrition. Most of that stuff is done on the weekends. So Thursday through Sunday, occasionally Monday are like our main work days for that. So and how many years are you in business with that? Uh, two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Pretty new. Yeah. Just started out. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a, a customer, so I think yeah. I chose Tara. <laughs> yeah. So we can buzz for it. It is very convenient. Uh, especially going back to school and having those healthy meals. And we, we, we both keep telling Gab that her prices are very <laughs> reasonable, almost too reasonable. Right. Yes. Like she pays for like it. Though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When you're doing, you're doing a lot of like the meat, uh, local meats, right? Local products. Yeah. Um, we try to get everything within, I, I wouldn't even say a mile radius because it's kind of all over right now, but right now everything comes within 53 miles at least in terms of our protein. So chicken, any of our beef, and then we use bison for a lot of meals, so... Yes, All of that. Burgers. Yes. Very good. 53 That's miles. Awesome. Hopefully, we're working on two more farms that we'll get all of our eggs from. So, I'm excited for that. So, that takes up your weekend. So, that distracts you on the weekend of <laughs> preparing the food and going on delivery. So, yep. how about like Monday through Thursday? What are you doing then? <laughs> so, what are you doing in your free time? Uh, <laughs> I am the strength and conditioning coach up at Western Wayne High School. I'm there during the school year, I'm there Monday through Friday. Um, in the summer, I'm only there Monday through Thursday, but I have all the teams up there. I do all the programming, clean the weight room. I pretty much do everything up there, but I really enjoy that. That's kind of probably my, my favorite thing to do. Um, at night, I obviously teach or scrant MMA, so I teach the beginner striking classes. I teach some of the advanced striking, and then uh, I teach a beginner MMA as well. And I coach basketball. Well, so let's, let's bring it back now. We've kind of talked about that and go back to the fights. And then you, you talked about the first two and how smooth they went and... <laughs> And those camps went smooth, and then you get to this one, and you kind of go through almost a year of fights being canceled, and then two weeks out, you get a new opponent. You get a new opponent that everybody's kind of telling you, oh boy, she beat somebody in the UFC. We're hearing all these things that she trains with UFC fighters. She's a different type of fighter. She's a wrestler. You trained her for a boxer. So talk a little bit about that and kind of how the fight went and kind of where you're going to go from there. Yeah, so lost a close decision, 29-28, so... For anyone who doesn't understand, like, MMA scoring, it's about as close as it can get without it being a draw. 
Should have been a draw. Should have been a draw. Yeah. <laughs> so a you can, I mean, you go back and forth on the decision. You know, it is what it is. Our coaches always say, don't let it go to decision anyway. So that's on me for letting it get that far. I thought we did enough. But, you know, in the beginning when I found out about the opponent change, it was definitely, like, a little, a little tough. Like, lost a little bit of confidence in, like, what I thought I could do. And, I, you know, I think I carried that with me. You know, in, in the back of my mind, you're in there, and I'm like, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to, to win this fight. And when that kind of creeps into your mind, either game, fight, whatever it may be, like, obviously, it, it ruins your performance to some degree. So, the mental side of it, I don't think I did a great job in that aspect. And that was, you know, conversations that I had with both of my coaches after this fight. And I was honest with them, and, and they were honest with me, and, and shared their thoughts. And But in that department, we were kind of all on the same page. So, right. Now we can go and, and correct these things, but we're really just taking it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when I used to, like, even basketball, and, like, you can mm-hmm. attest to this more, like, when we lost, like, I really beat myself up over right. it. Like, mm-hmm. I took it personally. To, like, the point, like, I was miserable for days after losses, and even things now, like, I, I try to take everything as a learning experience, even in business. Right, like, that, and that comes with age and maturity, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is like challenging to do yeah yes yeah, so easier said than done yeah well, it was so impressive too though like you watched the videos back clearly all of us kind of thought it should have at least been a draw if not you, you had won that fight and you hear that news and how do you handle adversity and I mean you immediately walked over and shake her hand and it was like you were you handled yourself like a true professional and I think that's so impressive to see but but I think even going back to you're talking about how you prepared yourself for the fight I think it's so important right that we talk especially young females, like they lack a little bit of confidence in general. And if you're going into a game, a test, a, a match, whatever it might be, if you have any doubt in your mind and you have any worries in your mind, you're, you're always going to go in there and that's in the back of your mind the entire time you're out on the field, wherever it might be. Right. To kind of change your mindset a little bit, that's, that's, that's impressive that you recognize that right away and kind of know that, that that little bit changes, that makes a big difference. Yeah. All in your, your mindset. Yeah, no. I mean, like you guys were there and you saw, I don't know if you saw the a takedown attempt in the third round like it was like I had it mm. and I knew this girl's background and I knew where she came from and I was like I, I'm not supposed to take this girl down like I shouldn't I shouldn't be in this position and like that moment I hesitated and in that time she was able to defend the takedown whereas you know mm. you don't know how the scorecard's gonna go but possibly having that takedown really changes right. how that fight plays out so you know just little things like that and you know I talked to Frank last night he like said it's like you know, we're looking back on all of these really small things that mm-hmm. if my hand was raised in that fight, we probably wouldn't be looking at. Exactly. You know, right, we're looking yeah. right over them. And it was immediately like, okay, like, this is what we did well. This is what we didn't do well. And this is the plan moving forward. So, and that happened within the last right. two days. And so. you have to think that it's like, it's meant to be. I mean, like, I yeah. hate to sound cliche, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, everything happens for a reason. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the road, you know, like, there might be a bigger, a bigger mm-hmm. fight. You know, like, and we try to say that to, like, the young athletes yeah you know try to teach that this is not the end of the world and this is not something that you need to kind of you know like keep replaying in your mind you need to learn from it mm-hmm. move on and then make the changes but it's something meant for the future like this is going to help you get over overcome something um some sort of adversity in life yeah. you know uh, whether it is on the court or off the court or, but also like putting yourself out there so yes. i give you a lot of credit for that i mean that had to be you know scary to go against somebody that had a different record than you and then even for the fact of when your first opponent backed out and then, you know, somebody else, you could have easily been like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I've already prepared for someone else. Like, I'm not, I don't have time to adjust my mm-hmm. game plan and so forth. So I give you a lot of credit for, you know, going at it and doing your best and really, in the end, winning. 
Yeah. I don't know. How, I, what I don't know is like, and maybe I just don't know the sport enough. Like, how do you just not go like shit crazy and just like start? Yeah. Like, could, like, could you not just yeah, punch tell her what happens like, when you start to do, when you start to just go yeah, nuts and go after people? For that. Like, I would just be like, boom, 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 boom. well, uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's definitely strategy behind. Some people do that. I mean, and see, do you get points for that though? Yeah. Every yeah, hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not like just start yeah. yeah, but then but, <laughs> you get tired out, and then like. Someone takes you down, and then, like, you know, your energy dump in the oh, first yeah. round, and then, like, you know, you don't knock them out, and now you're in trouble. Right, you but maybe at the end, bad. after, like, the yeah. bell rings or the whatever, tap, the tap, that means you crazy. Like, what is that? I'm like, this 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds. It's, like, the crazy. longest 10 seconds, though, at the uh, end. it does. It, 10 seconds feels like a lot. Even two minutes. Like, yeah, two was... minutes is really short, but, like, when you're in there for two minutes, it seems, it seemed like, like such a long time. Yeah. 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 And we're all, like, give her, like, five minutes, because she beat her conditioning. You're thinking, no, two minutes was good for right now. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully five minutes soon. We'll see. Maybe we'll get up there. But I think one of the one of the biggest things we take out of this is like don't second guess yourself, right? Yeah. Not just like you talked about going in for the takedown, but like even the fact that preparation, you you know you were prepared to go in and do it, and don't second guess anything you're doing. Yeah. Right. And people could think about that in life in general. Oh yeah. Like whether you're giving a presentation, if you want to start a new business, mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. really everything you've done up to this point, you know, like you're like, oh, I, I have my own business mm-hmm. and I do that. Like that's like big stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Like those are things that you have to take chances with. Yeah. So. Don't second guess. Have confidence. Show up. Show up. Show up. Right. Show up. Well, thank you, Gab, for, for, yeah, for being yeah. with us today and sharing your story. And Thanks I think for it's coming into the studio. Into yeah. the studio. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, but I think it's really important you take that lesson for the especially for the young females that are looking for some role models and take all of that and kind of soak it in and then no, don't second guess yourselves. Right. So, you know, um, if you are looking for, you know, some self-defense or get to get your kids involved, you could hit up Gabby on social media, right? Yeah. My Instagram is just at Gab Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. If you want, you could just find Scranton MMA. You can find me on there and they'll take care of you. They'll set you up with a free week and Yay. you can come try all the classes. For so. a, whole, a whole, whole week? week. Oh, oh my God. Week. I only got one class. We're no. back up. We should go take well, a Let's go take a class. The first week is free. Yep. Oh, that should try everything. That should be a live video or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then for overtime performance yeah overtime yeah. it's overtime underscore performance underscore nutrition really long one but as soon as you type in overtime it'll pop up we could put those on, the, on our, yes, on definitely. our site too I could, put the, I could put those in the notes and maybe yes. maybe we could get gab to put a little code there for the yeah, overtime performance oh yeah the nice discount we yeah. love the yeah, discount for all the listeners I like it yes okay well thanks again for coming out and make sure you follow us at Soul Sisters Pod on Instagram so on Facebook at Soul Sisters Podcast